Rid it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, March 21st. Whoops, sorry for that. You got a little feedback there as I try to get us posted to Twitter here. Hey, you know, just uh, running on loop. That's it, running on loop. Kind of like how this, uh, kind of like how I feel I, I've been the last couple of days just watching basketball. Uh, I feel like I'm living in the Truman Show. Not the Truman Show. That's not, is the Truman Show the one where he does the same thing every single day? Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. I was going to say, that's not the Truman Show. Um, Groundhog <laughs> I don't even Day. know what the Truman Show is. Good movie. It'll make you think, man. Um, it's the one where they're watching you all the time. Your your oh. life's a TV show. Yeah, it's definitely not the Truman Show. Um, <laughs> Groundhog Day. Uh, I've watched so much basketball that I feel like I've just been the same lazy SOB for the last, like, four days. It's been awesome. I'm not complaining. And there's been some good basketball games. That's just how I feel. Life on loop. Um, guys, thanks for hopping in. No, we're a little late. Um, it's Landon's fault, as always. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Te- technical difficulties. Um, you know how that goes. And uh, But we're here. We're happy to be here. Happy to have a- another great show. Um, I- listen, I'm never going to be happy when Tennessee gets eliminated. Um, never. But it has been just so like this. I'm going to say this every March. Let's be clear about this. But this is one of the most fun March madnesses madnesses that I can remember of, of recent time. And I'm sure gambling, legal gambling that's easier to do has helped that. Yeah, I think I was kind of thinking about it today. And it was just like, you know, I'm happy I don't have to see that that offensive display anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that's, that's kind of crappy to say. You never want your team to lose, like you said, but. It's kind of nice that you don't have to just watch that. And and yesterday, I thought we they're going to pull us back in somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just never happened. Maybe that was the plan all along, just to to keep us on our edge of our seats, thinking you know at some point we're going to get back into it, and then it just never happened. I mean, no, watching Tennessee basketball this year, kind of like the Sunday scaries, like every every night before the game, you you never knew what was going to happen on that Monday that day, and uh, yeah, you you knew you probably weren't going to have a good day. And uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to be over. Someone mentioned Tennessee is the only program stupid enough to lose. Um, I mean, that's not entirely true. There's been at least Texas. Lost. Been, well, now there's been what in just in the last four days, there's been 35 teams lose now. Right. Yeah, quite a bit of teams that, lost. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not entirely true, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was a definitely not a pretty game. Uh, it's never what you want to bring in March, but we are going to talk about, uh, Tennessee basketball game. Um, hey, big shout out to the Lady Balls who won today. Maybe off to a little bit of a slow start against MTSU. MTSU really brought it, but hey, they they got out in front. Um, Renai Davis had she had a double double. I'm pretty sure um, she had a lot. 24 points and 14 rebounds. That is a double double. Um, so and she's a guard. And she's a guard. So shout out to her. Big game. Uh, Lady Balls go to the round of 32 after after that performance. Uh, hey, we're also going to talk some baseball. Um, Series win, so close to the series sweep. So close. Would have been fun. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about football. Always. It's, it's, we say we don't like to be sad, but clearly we do. Um, so we'll talk a little, a little bit about that. It's not too much to be sad about right now. That's the good news. Um, hey, and, and that hope. Hope's a dangerous thing. And we've got it. <laughs> we've got hope. That's for sure. A little All bit. Right. A little bit. Not a lot. Tell us where you're listening from. Comment in here. Let's talk. Go check out our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, and Blue Water Climate Control. Also, thank you to our uh, network, Volunteer Roadshow. Do a great job of letting us use this platform to talk about Tennessee sports. Yeah. The good and the bad. And the ugly. <laughs> Hopefully, you're getting away from the uh, bad and the ugly here soon. That's the plan. Um, 
Is this the plan? That the the plan. That's the plan. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying the plan is going to be executed, um, but but the that is the plan. Blake Sansbury said he's listening at the chatterbox. I assume that's what he means. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. I, I love that, Blake. I, I hope you're not lying to me, even though I feel like you are. Um, yeah, yeah. Send a picture. I don't believe it. <laughs> Picker didn't happen. What's up, Chris? Good to have you in here. Thanks for uh, hopping in late. I found out Chris has three kids now, and I appreciate him always joining us. And now, now he's even even with us when we're running behind. So that's a big shout out to Chris. He's like, shut up. They're talking. <laughs> um, yeah, let, let's let's jump right into the the basketball game though. The uh, Friday afternoon, just I mean, golly, you want to. <sighs> The weekend, just off to a terrible, terrible start. Terrible start. And, and you know, I, I've seen it like – because I, I think we've even talked about this like before, about how I think a lot of, I mean, just like fans in general are going to – we're going to be upset if Tennessee didn't go to the Final Four or, or you know. And, I, you know, I'm sure there's a, a level to it. It's like there's going to be fans that are mad about you didn't make it to the Final Four. There's going to be fans that are mad that – um, you weren't, you didn't make it to the elite eight or didn't make it to the sweet 16 or didn't, you know, so on and so forth. Um, and so I think it's like interesting to like, how do you grade success this season? But I don't think there's there, there, there can't be a player on that team, a coach on that staff and a fan in this fan base that, that can be pleased with this season. No, it's a disappointment. It really is. And I'm not I'm, saying, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I mean, just just nothing went the way that you, you thought. Because on paper, this team looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, going into the season, you thought, you know, this is a team that could make it to the Final Four. Right. You got three five stars. You got the SEC Defensive Player of the Year. You got a first team All SEC player. I mean, you thought this team was going to be outstanding, and offensively, just couldn't do it. And, and it was kind of similar to the yeah. And it was kind of similar to the football program. It was like. The offense was so bad that it, it made the defense look even worse. Right. And and the as far as like when I say it's a disappointment for basketball, it's not like there weren't good things done this season. Like, yeah, they were. They, there were some times they played really good basketball. Now, the unfortunate part is, is it's a lot like my golf game. Couldn't put back, back-to-back um, games together. I couldn't put back-to-back shots together yesterday, which, you know, if you played golf, I'm sure you all can guess how well I shot. Um, but, I mean, that was like – they play a good game, and it's not like two or three games, and then you know you you find a you find a good team that that just plays well against you that night. No, it was all on Tennessee on whether they were going to play good or not. It seemed like at least this season, um, there was nothing truly that dictated how they played, other than was it there was it the night they were going to play well or not? Let's find out. The and like to again, there are fans that were be mad if you didn't go to the Final Four. So like to be, I, I was thinking about seventeen and eighteen. And 18, 19, those seasons were great seasons. Um, one of them, you were number one for four weeks. I mean, that you had a great season. It didn't end the way you wanted it to. You lose to uh, Purdue on a heartbreaking shot. A guy shot seven, made seven threes in a game. Like, that, that's unfortunate. Could you have done things better? Sure. But it's not, that season wasn't a disappointment. That was just unfortunate. It happened. Yeah. Yeah, like you, you got, you lost. Like it was March Madness. That like exactly. losing my fourteen in the round of sixty four is not March Madness. That to a team that wouldn't have made the tournament had they not won their conference title. Yeah, and a team that's on paper 
you know, or has been the entire season one of the worst defensive teams in the country, and you scored fifty six points on that defense. Yeah, so I'm not just I'm not just out here like because we even we we mentioned this. What sucks is for every just about every other team in the country outside of one, your season's going to end on a loss, and you can't grade the season based on that that play alone. It got to you know it, it, it you got to really grade it on the season, and I think if you grade this Tennessee season it's hard to not grade it as a disappointment. Yeah, especially like when you look at the, you know, preseason and the the build up to the, or even our non-conference games were like, you know, this team is good because they're, right. they're knocking on the door for 100 or scoring 100, you know, a lot of those games. Um, and then whatever, I don't, I'm trying to think of the game that it was just like, man, I don't know if this team's as good as they think they are or, or we think they are. And I want to say it was January 19th, I think, Florida, when they were out Castleton and, you know, a couple other good players, and we just got manhandled. No, that one definitely made you – was going to make you think more. Um, yeah. yeah, no, that one really made it like I, – I think that was – there were some games there before Florida where Tennessee didn't play well, didn't shoot the ball well, or, you know, and you were like, oh, man, I, I don't know about this. And then that one kind of like – I think that one is when doubt truly crept in about yeah. this team. And, and and it's not like they didn't play good games after that. They still had plenty of good games after that, but it was every other night or, you know, every two games. And they, there was just – I think that's the bottom line for this team is there was zero consistency – for whatever reason, leadership, lack of a, you know, not even, not even lack of just a leader, lack of just a, a hooper in the words of Joe Hampton from last chance. You, there just wasn't a hooper on that team, man. No, sorry. Sorry. I think there were some, I think there are some hoopers on that team. There was no one that wanted to be the hooper on that team. Yeah. I think that that's the, and that, that I think that goes back to the leadership. Cause even if you're a freshman, you can still be a leader. Right. Um, you know, I think this team just didn't mesh. And, you know, I think they're being compared to that 2019 team um, that did mesh and mesh for years. But this team kind of was thrown together and not a, you know, a not normal offseason mm-hmm. and just just did not mesh. You, you didn't have a true point guard. You didn't have much of a post presence. John Fulkerson struggled this entire year. And then, you know, for these games, he's been out. But you still shouldn't lose by 14, even with John Fulkerson out. Right. Even if he was a first-team All-SEC all player again this year, you still shouldn't lose to 14 to Oregon State. Right, right. I mean, no. Yeah. I, I was looking at the box score, and I, I kind of figured this, but, like, no one had, like, a good game. No, no. Like, everybody – like – Besides Jordan James, like what pops out to me is like, oh, he had 13 rebounds, but he's also two for 10 from the field. So, yeah, I mean, just nobody had a, you know, maybe Jaden Springer. Well, I mean, there were, what was the number of turnovers in that game? Which I know Oregon State had a lot too. Um, they had 15, we had 12. Okay. Wow. That actually does shock me. I knew they had a lot as well, um, but I still would have assumed Tennessee had more. So that, that does shock me a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, for whatever reason, this team didn't mesh it, leadership, I guess. Um, now this is kind of the Chris asked this question already. Is it leadership from the coaching staff from Rick Barnes or is it leadership from the players? What, whose fault is it? Is what Chris asked. 
what, why, I guess, what, what what's the why? And I, I think it's hard to defend Rick Barnes in terms of any, any, any program you coach at or play at, don't you want the expectations to be incredibly high? Like, don't you like, Obviously, you don't want it to be on the hot seat all the time, but don't you want kind of that pressure? So it's like you should kind of invite that a little bit because you want your expectations to be high. I'm not saying Rick Barnes should want to be fired, but right. um, but I mean he should understand why fans are upset. Absolutely, and it, and it's hard to defend him because at the at the end of the day, the goal is to win a championship. The goal is not to just build a great program. Now, winning championships and building great programs should go hand in hand and building good culture should go hand in hand. But I mean, if you can't win the first one in the, in the tournament, it's, you're never going to win the second one or the third, fourth. So it's hard to defend it. I am still in the Rick Barnes boat, I would say. Um, And a lot of people are like, you know, it's been talked about how Rick Barnes style of basketball can't win games. Did you see freaking Kurt Wig today? No. Yeah. I mean, which I know Lyle Chicago doesn't just do that, but I mean, and, and yeah, the, yeah he's, a, he's a point center. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's just, I don't know. It People are frustrated with Barnes because he he's losing to the new style of basketball consistently. Because I mean, Oregon State, Oregon State didn't just go out and run on us. Like that was, you didn't lose to Alabama or Auburn or, um, uh, Arkansas, like that's not who you lost to, but that frustrations happened because he's consistently lost to LSU, Alabama, and Auburn, the teams that go out and run and run and um, look, they're either looking for a layup or a three-pointer. Yeah, I mean, he wants to play this brand of basketball, but he doesn't have the players to do that. You know, he wants to play that that bully ball inside, but he doesn't have a post presence. So you can't play that style of basketball if you don't have the players to do it. Right. And he should have. And and I again hard to hard to defend him here. I can't figure out. We talked about it in the football season, um, especially with how much Jeremy Pruitt mentioned freshmen and how you know he would mention them in press conference and then replay them. It's like if the if these guys aren't getting it done, why are you not trying someone else? Yeah. And there was some like you know, and I'm not just talking about on Friday. Like throughout the season, you know, Anasiki had his chances. Kumwa had his chances. I wouldn't say Rush necessarily had his chances. He did get a lot of playing time Friday, though, for some reason. Uh, not for some reason. Oregon State has bigs um, that needed to be, you know, you had to yeah, try I, and defend him. I don't understand that either. I mean, I, I didn't think he played terrible, but he only played 10 minutes. Right. Um, and then that, their seven-footer went eight for, eight for eight from the field. So, you know, why did you not have somebody else in there to at right. least attempt to put a hand in his attempt face? Attempt to defend him, yeah. I mean, when your tallest guy is 6'6", you're not going to do well. No, and and when Tennessee was successful too on on Friday, it was because they were getting out in front and running. Um, so again, like you mentioned, you just didn't have the guys to play the style of basketball he wanted to play. Um, and someone mentioned just now, I don't know if we saw enough from Urosh and uh, Gaines and Kumal, but that's kind of my point. Why did we never even see Corey Walker on the court? Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> with you know everything else that that you put on the floor you would uh, have liked to seen you know somebody get a shot yeah even if they're horror i mean what's what can i hurt exactly i mean because like someone mentioned kumwa gains or kumwa not gains kumwa 
uh, Urosh and uh, Anasiki just weren't getting it done. So what was what was Corey Walker going to? I don't know. It's just it's hard after the way this season went and it ended and it did, the way it ended. And I know, you know, it, a lot of teams that were expected to play well this season didn't um, for whatever reason. It, it has certainly been a weird year uh, with the way they've had to travel, with the way they've had to practice, with the way. Like just, I mean, it's just been a different year, and I'm not excusing Tennessee. You you mentioned earlier in the show they still should have beaten Oregon State. They were just a flat out better on paper team. You should you were expected to go in and win those games, but I'm just saying. I, I mean, it is certainly a weird year. So what contributed to Tennessee's lack of success? That's that's why I'm saying it's a weird year. I don't know what exactly it was. I can't pinpoint it. Um, yeah, Rick Barnes gets fault. He's the coach. He's the head coach. Absolutely, he gets fault. Yeah, and he kind of did it to himself. You know, he did a lot with less. And so when he finally got a lot, then he did less with it. So, you know, he, he kind of made that expectation for himself um, and, and then just couldn't follow through. I mean, he he, he deserves all the criticism he's, he's getting um, because – Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> No one associated with, no one associated, I think, with college athletics deserves all the criticism they're getting. Well, yeah. I mean I've seen some absurd takes about Rick Barnes about I'm not, everyone. I'm not saying he, he should be fired. Um <laughs> but my God, let, let's I mean because next year you're gonna have to rebuild a little bit because you're yeah, losing your, your probably three of your best players. Right. In Springer, right. Johnson and, and Pons. Right. And if Fulgerson leaves, you're, you're going to lose four starters. Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't necessarily think Fulgerson would like would leave, leave. Um, but I think with this injury, uh, don't know how significant it is. You know, he had some kind of uh, procedure on his on his face. Uh, that you know, it, I mean, it could potentially be the end of his basketball career. Um, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Chris mentioned another reason fans are ticked or Barnes toyed with UCLA. Yeah, um, and understandably so. I mean, I think Tennessee made the right move. I think if I was Rick, if I was Rick Barnes, I would have done the same thing. When a, when someone offers you more money, you listen. Yeah. But I'm just saying, yeah, I agree, Chris. Like he, he's, she should expect that a little bit. UCLA still in tournament. Brutus trying to get on, on screen. I like it. Okay. Big yeah. cameraman. He got a bath today. He's just trying to show off everybody. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fresh coat. <laughs> exactly. Nice. But yeah, I, I, I mean, like you said, the criticism's fair. Um, so Chris did ask, do you think the bad loss Oregon State causes Folky Keon Springer to return? No. I mean, Fulgerson probably can return just because he can. I think if it doesn't have to do with his injury, I think Fulgerson will be back. Yeah, yeah. But Keon and Jaden. No chance. See ya. Not a chance. But uh, – one of them is at least going to be a lottery pick. The other one could be a lottery pick. Um, I mean, there's no way. <laughs> there's just – I don't – how do you pass that up? Yeah, and he also asked, what are reasonable expectations for Barnes and team next year? I mean, like how can you have like a true expectation with the amount of talent that you brought in last year and, you know, seeing how it turned out? You this know, year even, even if you do add, you know, you do add Kennedy Chandler, you do add, or you could add Brandon Humley Hatfield if he reclassifies, but still, like, there's no guarantee with it. This year will not change my expect, like, what my expectations would be 
with the talent on the roster. I'll, I'll say that. I, I'm not ready to say what the expectations are. Um, Cause like you said, there could be, you know, be some reclassification. You could get some other guys. Um, you know, we'll see when those guys get in here uh, when, which, you know, Kenny Chandler's already signed, you know, you're getting him. Um, but this year is not going to, not going to change my expectations uh, as far and again, like if we lower the expectation for Rick Barnes, then yes, you should fire him. If the, if you have a sitting coach and you're like, well, let's move the bar down for him. That's it. It's time to go like part yeah. ways, get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will not, my expectation won't change. Um, and no one should. Rick Barnes shouldn't. The team shouldn't. So uh, you don't think he's should. reached his ceiling? Uh, uh, I mean, has he, are you asking if he's won? His best game is that what you mean? Like, is he? Do you do you do you see us? I don't know. I don't hmm. because his ceiling. Like, I think you've seen. 2019 was probably his ceiling, and I'm not saying that. Oh. I'm not saying that we should just make the Sweet 16 and be happy about that. I'm just saying that, like, that's a reasonable expectation to right. put on a team with this kind of talent. Well, my question is: so he's made it to a Final Four. So are you asking me if he's if the biggest game he's ever going to win is an elite eight, or like have you just? Because I think like I think like this like every I mean you talk to anyone you the Jay Billises the um, Mark like the the national people who don't even watch Tennessee much like who I mean who've maybe seen two Tennessee games this year maybe. And they'll say, I mean, Tennessee's could be a Final Four team if they figure it out. Like, talent-wise, could be a Final Four team. Right. So, I mean, like, it's not – I'm not sitting here saying – like, I'm not saying it as a Tennessee fan. Like, obviously, the talent was there to, to go to a Final Four, to go to an Elite Eight. Things have to work out. Things. I don't think – I don't I don't see now Rick Barnes necessarily getting – going – magically turning into a better basketball coach. Um, now, I mean, look at his win percentage. Like, I mean, he's a really, really good basketball coach. Um, now, obviously, I mean, the jokes can fly. He's not a, he's not been phenomenal in March. Like that's just not who he's been. Um, so, I mean, could Rick Barnes win a Final Four game? The evidence points to to no, but I want to say, I want to say, yeah, if he keeps getting the talent. I mean, I just can't imagine. I can't. I can't imagine saying no with the talent that you potentially could have on next year's team. Yeah, if you're able to recruit like that, yeah, maybe it doesn't work all the time. Look at Kentucky this past year, but you know, look at the talent that they brought in with John Wall and Demarcus Cousins. You know, Anthony Davis. You know, those guys went won national titles. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm definitely not going to move the bar down. And, and I mean, yeah, the expe- I mean the expectation for talent like that. You're like, I want a national championship. Um, so, I mean, that's obviously like the, and it's a little unrealistic. Like it's not a, it's not your like end all be all, but I mean, you want to do it. And, and right. I don't, I mean, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of talent. Rick Barnes has won a lot of basketball games. He's won a lot of big basketball games. He's lost a lot of big basketball games, but in that kind of like the nature of the business, like, I mean, Pat Summit didn't even win them all. She's mm-hmm. Gino Ariama doesn't win them all. I know I just pointed to two women's basketball, but there'll be some, I'm sure there'll be some troll. that will be like, Pat's not even the best women's basketball coach. So I had to throw out Gino. Um, unfortunately, but I mean, coach K like, is, is he done? He didn't make the tournament this year. Yeah. Well, he's going to get an asterisk because they, they said that, yeah, they actually won their, their final game. They're one of those teams that did. Well, I don't know if we got to talk about this conspiracy theory, so let's do it real quick. Duke won their first ACC game and then popped a COVID test so that they could say we won 
we could have won the whole thing because if they hadn't played that first one, it never they never could have been like, well, we we would have won the you know in the ACC tournament. Yeah. They did win one in the ACC, pop the COVID test so they they could claim that, guarantee it. You can rot it down. Yeah, Kentucky missed a golden opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. I do you have? I don't want to talk about Tennessee basketball anymore, but I do want to talk about March Madness. I do also want to state how freaking stupid is it that you had four replacement teams and DCU cancels and you just give someone a win. Yeah, I don't understand. Like what? What? Or what does that even look like? Do they just have them like at some standby hotel and just be like? Hey, just wait by the phone. If we call you, come well, on. so apparently Chris told me this. Uh, yeah, I know Chris. I got you, Chris. I got, I got you, baby. I got you. <laughs> um, so Chris tweeted back at me last night when I was very confused or whenever that game was. Like I said, I'm running on loop. Um, they had until Tuesday, I believe. The teams did okay to like test or w- whatever it was, like how, whatever the rules were to withdraw. And then it would be – I don't even know who – I only know Louisville was one of the teams. I don't know who the other team was, the other three teams were. But if they didn't weren't, weren't, on, they weren't called up on Tuesday, I guess, then they were gone. Um, like, they weren't needed. I just don't – like, I get in the Elite Eight. Like, if an Elite Eight game gets canceled, I get you can't just throw a team in there mm-hmm. that didn't deserve to be in the tournament. But I don't understand how you don't play a first-round game when you had teams on standby. I don't get that. And then why did you wait until the day of to cancel a game? All yeah, the uh, testing you have in place, all the protocol you have in place, you don't you don't find out to the day of? Yeah, that's what I thought was very strange. I don't know, the NCAA, I mean, you, you saw what the the women's weight room. Oh my god. What? I, did they just they're like, "Oh yeah, they'll they'll never know." How many people did that have to go through to oh like, yeah to, like, to get oh, yeah, to that point? Great. Like they had to be like they had to order those weights, Landon. Those weights had to be ordered, or maybe they just rolled them from the hotel. Hotels like that even have weight rooms. I don't know fitness facilities, but like they yeah, had they to, just took them from the local uh, Planet Fitnesses, and <laughs> they had to get the that rack of dumbbells and the um, yoga mats. And put them in that big room, that that ballroom, and be like, "That oh, looks good to me. This should be good enough." Yeah. And but but before you even got to that point, someone had to say, "Yeah, we're gonna make this the weight room. What are we gonna put in the weight room? Dumbbells. Perfect. Order the dumbbells. Or like, like, I mean, what would you say? Forty people probably all all told involved in to get to one rack of dumbbells and a yoga mat. Oh yeah. Like the people who had to logistically get to the ballroom, yeah. or say what we wanted in the room, order it, put it in there, um, sanitize, like see that and be like, oh, guys, this doesn't seem right. Wait, this well, is a weight room for Division One athletes. It, yeah, and it, it's probably just like it's probably the same people who did it for the men. Well, no, they're in San Antonio. To be fair, but yes, at the beginning stages, in terms of yeah, logistic, like ordering and stuff like logistically, that, logistically, yeah. yes, yes, they're like yeah. The men need all this, and the women's need uh, dumbbells and yoga mats. They're idiots, man. Idiots. I, I just. Like, I hope. I hope a lot of people are fired over that because that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Incredibly in stupid. It's incredibly stupid. Mind boggling. Um, yeah, that was. Uh, yeah. Um, Chris said, "Well, once Tuesday came, the bracket was locked and daily testing commenced." Yeah, I understand. I just don't understand how then VCU got kicked out. 
And also Virginia didn't arrive until to, into the bubble until Friday. Cause they got something about the ACC tournament. They, when they popped their positive, I don't know. Hmm. Does anybody lift weights in the tournament? Tennessee did. Yeah. I mean, they're all going to have, well, I mean, no, nah, I mean, not between the round of 64 and round of 32. They're not, nobody's going to lift. Cause that's a, such a short turnaround. They might, and it's going to be like recovery lifting. You might get a little pump before. Yeah. I mean, I mean they are, it's going to be some recovery stuff in the weight room. They, I mean, I'll say this, the men's weight room is probably overdone. Like no one's going to go through any lifts like that. Oh yeah. They're doing, um, like they had a full, they had a full weight room. Yeah. They're doing some, some, uh, deadlifts before. <laughs> I don't so, know. It's just completely. Uh, I lost the comment. Someone said they were continually being tested through Wednesday. So the, the test came back Saturday. But the, like I, again, then you should have had the teams on standby until Saturday. If you if you're not going to get the test back until Saturday, right? Yeah, what's the point? Again, if this was in the round of third, if this was in the elite eight, I'm not arguing the same thing because I get it. You can't just throw somebody in there. This is the first round game that got canceled, and yeah. you had teams. It's just dumb. I get I get logistically what's happening, but um, yeah, it's it's dumb. Um, very dumb. Okay, Mark. Okay, I want to ask you this: What has been your bet, your favorite upset? Because there's been a lot. Not a lot. Uh, has there been a lot? There's been a little. Uh, a little bit. Okay. Favorite upset and or favorite game? Uh, I'll go to Syracuse was one that I picked to uh, to move from the first round. I didn't pick them to beat West Virginia, but I did pick them to win the first game. So I like that. And I also liked – also picked Ohio over Virginia because yes. I hate – I hate how Virginia plays basketball. It's similar to how Tennessee plays basketball this season. Um, and I just hate no offense and all defense. I hate it. So that's what you get. Fair. It's just because they suck at offense this year. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, they, they do play like that slow pace and, you know, they just half court. They don't try to get it and run. You know, I like to go, baby. I like points. Yeah. I don't like it. Uh, a game to end 55 to, to 54. That's just boring to me. I got to talk trash to you right now as a, cause I mean, you know, soccer gets the no points all the time. I mean, we're talking to a baseball guy who games in three to two, five to nothing often. It's a hot, it's a hot take come from you. But, but still like in baseball, like then a pitcher, if it ends like that, <laughs> pitchers are dominating. Somebody is dominating to make it like that. That's just, 55 to 54, that's just slow-ass, <laughs> terrible basketball and no one wants to watch. I'm not – I mean, I can't argue with you. I just had to throw that baseball there. And, and that doesn't always – you know, you get it. You get it. Um, I mean, I just, what, talk, like, I just had to talk a little trash. Like the, the Vanderbilt pitcher this weekend, threw a no-hitter, 16 strikeouts, that's electric. They won yeah, five then, to nothing. Then his coach mentioned how they didn't even like strikeouts. So, was, you know – you got to account for that. He didn't like strikeouts. Well, I mean, he just brought up he just brought up after the game how, in terms of your pit, you'd you'd rather just you know a guy ground out to first. <laughs> like if if I could throw three pitches in an inning and get out of there, that's way better than throwing three strikeouts. But oh, yeah. no, I, I yeah, I it's I understand what he's saying. I was just throwing that out there. Yeah, since have to three strikeouts. Or I'm sure you uh, would. I'm sure you would love that <laughs> three pitch inning. You ass. <laughs> Um, okay, so your favorite game, your favorite upset was Ohio Virginia. Yeah, your favorite uh, game was the, the Preston kid from Ohio. That dude's legit. 
And your your favorite game was Syracuse yesterday or today? Or yesterday? Yesterday. Saturday or Friday, Friday, Friday. or Sunday? Good God. I can't speak. Friday. And Buddy Bayheim. Buddy Bayheim. Let him let the man let the dog eat. I mean, that dude was ranked like five hundredth in the country, and then he just basically put a Syracuse on his back. You love to love, see it. Love, you it. love to see it. Uh, uh so back to I, Tennessee a little bit. They need a okay. point guard. A point guard. A point guard. I mean, Rick Barnes gets all this love for being a point guard guru. How do you not recruit one? Well, at least you're getting one, and you're getting like a, a true guy who's going to want the ball and have the ball in his hands a lot in Kennedy Chandler next year. That's the good news. Yeah, I think when when you're down on the shot clock, you want a guy that's able to just go to the rim at will. Yeah. Sure. Um, you had it with Kevin Punter. You had it with Jordan Bone. And, you know, since that, you just really haven't had it. So, um, I, I think that's going to be huge next year. You got some shooters with Vescovi and Victor Bailey, if they can just get some kind of consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a true point guard will really help this team. I, I think Keon and Jaden were basically the same player in a lot of ways. Um, and I, I don't know if that really meshed. I don't want to take anything away from them because they're – Great. You know, they came in and did what they should have done. But to have your leading scorer only score 12 points a game is uh, pretty heartbreaking. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely a true point guard. I, I think you get that with – um, I think you get that with with Kennedy Chandler. Um, Aaron Short mentioned on YouTube, now that Tennessee's out, you got to pull for an SEC team. Um, I'm sorry, Aaron. Uh, no, I will never pull. I'll never cheer for another SEC team. And I'll never – definitely not cheer for Bama. I'll tell you that. Uh, and then also, I'm not cheering for Arkansas because I'd much rather them lose than win. But I think Arkansas could be um, see a very, very similar run to Auburn in 18. Or, yeah, 19. Um, God, dude, with last year's tournament getting canceled, I, I f- always forget. Uh, but I, I, I like um, Eric Musselman. I do like him. I'll say that. And uh, I just think their team is – I mean, I, I, they were my favorite to win the SEC championship. And uh, obviously they got eliminated earlier. Uh, so I could be completely wrong on this, but I, I do like Arkansas a lot. Yeah, I actually picked them to lose today. But, hey, I picked Rutgers to win. Nice. So that's that's good. It is looking good. Um, yeah. Oh, if, good. if y'all put LSU – y'all should have picked LSU. That was the lock of the day yesterday, LSU money line. LSU money line? Yeah. Over St. Bonaventure? Yep. Um, so my, you didn't ask me my favorite upset, but that's okay. Mine's mom was a Royal Roberts just cause I called it. Um, and I called it because I heard Mark Titus who, you know, Ohio state, he said the same thing I would say about a Tennessee game. Um, so I was immediately like, well, that's a loss. Um, <laughs> so taking all, and they have a guy who can score 30 on any given night that that spells trouble in, in, in March. Um, when a guy can do that, uh, favorite game, that one's, I've, I don't know about you. I've watched it like, there's been a ton of good basketball. A yeah. ton of good. See, the Syracuse West Virginia game was a lot of fun just right before we started this show. Um, the uh, Illinois Loyola Chicago game earlier today is that was today. Again, I'm in a loop. Um, the Oklahoma State Liberty game on Friday. I was sad, so that kind of brought me back a little bit. Um, Arkansas Colgate. They were early on Friday. That was a good game. Um, as much as I hate to say it, at least the Florida Virginia Tech game was good. Like, there's just been a lot of good basketball games. There's been a lot yep. of good. Basketball. I think my favorite to watch so far has been that um, Illinois Colgate or Colgate uh, Illinois Lola Chicago game today. Lola Chicago, dude, they are. I hate that I 
I have not watched them play once this season because now I feel incredibly stupid for picking Georgia Tech. For picking Georgia? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, dude, but I know, I know. I feel like it's different with Moses Wright. I don't disagree, but even after like watching them today against Illinois, if I watch and I don't, maybe they, maybe that's the best game they played all season. I have not watched another game. I've watched them twice now: Georgia Tech, Ball of Chicago, or uh, Illinois. What, watching them, how did they lose any games in conference play? <laughs> right, and that's what, like I, again, maybe I'm just watching their best games. But if I watched, if they played anything like they did against Georgia Tech or Illinois, I would have never picked against them. Yes, yeah, she's queen of March. Dude, I, I, I know I it's a hot, I hate her. Yeah. It's not her fault, but I hate her. Yeah, she sucks. <laughs> a lot of people mention that it's more fun against Tennessee or when it's not against Tennessee. Yes, 100%. It's miserable when that happened to us in 18. Um, but I also – I hate every time they score, like they show a picture of her and she's just – She's not really doing it. She's just sitting there. So I don't I don't understand oh, I'm, why. I don't have fun. Well, she's 101, Landon. She can't really do much more besides sit there. I know. <laughs> <laughs> she traveled to Indianapolis. That's the extent of what she can do at her age. <laughs> like that actually, that is probably I mean, not most So she's like a she's like a witch or something, right? Whoa, dude, she's she's sister Jean. I She's know the opposite of a witch, but like North Texas is just I mean, incredible alley oop. Like he grabbed it off the top of the backboard. I mean, I've never even heard of Loyola Chicago until like three years ago. Now you know. Yeah, I don't know. Now you know. All right. Uh, anything else for March Madness, Tennessee, um, North Texas, and Villanova are playing right now on my TV? What do you you watch? Anything? You got anything going? Um, I'm I'm just keeping up with the scores. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I, I feel like I jinx everything when I watch it. So, I picked uh, I picked West Virginia to win against Syracuse earlier today, but I'm kind of rooting for Syracuse. I won't lie, Buddy Bayheim. I just, I mean, I don't know. I someone mentioned you know like their Carmelo run, and I'm like, ah, you know, that's a good point. Like you know, they were, what what seed were they when that happened? Mm. They weren't they a high seed. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they were good with Melo. Were they not? Yeah, yeah, but I don't think they were. I'm looking it up right now. Hold on a second. Let's see. Uh, okay, but uh, what about Texas losing? Uh, I love that. And, dude, did you see uh, Abilene Christian's celebration? Yeah. That was awesome. Like, I hope if Tennessee ever has a bit, you know, because that's – what would that be? Oh, they were number one that year. Why did I think they were a low seat? Or did they finish yeah. the year? I don't know. Because they won, they, they won the national championship that year. But yeah, I thought I, they were pretty good. But for some reason, I thought they were. Yeah, they were a th- three seed. See, I thought they were like a six or seven for some reason. Because mm-hmm. everybody talks about that run like it was not entirely expected. So I couldn't remember. Um, yeah, they went thirty and five. <laughs> <laughs> Who was? There's no way they were a three seed. That's got to be wrong. They went thirty and five, and they were a three seed. I don't know. That would There's, that can't be right. Oh, they were in the Big East. They were in the Big East then. That's probably why. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I I just realized they were in the Big East. I don't remember when they went to the ACC. But also, the Big East was a really good basketball conference. But still. Yeah, like that. That was when Georgetown was good and uh, UConn. UConn. I mean that that. 
I mean, that yeah, the Big East was very good. Yeah. Um, uh, now I've lost my train of thought because I was reading about the Carmelo. Carmelo, Carmelo years. Um, I'm excited for – I mean, I, I'm just happy it's been a good march. It makes it lo- – like losing in football sucks because nothing can make me happy. Like I'm not going to watch college football playoff and be like, oh, at least I got to see a good college football playoff. No. Like I'm, I'm never gonna be happy until Tennessee's good again. As far I'm as just, I'm just tired of losing freaking money on this crap. <laughs> like it's so unpredictable. Yeah. I mean that, that's what makes it's it so fun. great. No, but it's, 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 I need to stop betting on. I need, I need to just enjoy it and stop losing money on it. Well, that's why I didn't bet the first. I didn't bet Friday or Saturday. I think I bet a little bit at the end of Saturday. Um, when did I talk to you? I bet at the end a little bit at the end of Friday too. I just threw some live game bets in there. Um, but I kind of wanted to see, you know, how everything played out. And I obviously didn't learn anything because I'm still losing money. So <laughs> we didn't, we need to just bet on like one game, just one okay. heater. Okay. You, you want to throw, you think Rutgers is uh, plus money right now? They're only about five or three minutes left. Like you might be able to get them good money right now. We can check that real quick. Um, let's talk a little bit about football though. As it's I, four, as I, minus, oh, it's minus 240 right now. To, for Rutgers to win? Yeah. Oh wow! I would have thought that was or uh, that much time left. Only up by five now. Yeah, um, I'll throw some money on it. I've already got plus seven and a half. So and that should, God, I hope so. Should be a lock. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about football, and then we'll we're going to talk some baseballs too. To like we said, we're not going to be depressed the whole time. We're going to talk about a series win. To open yeah. up SEC play in Georgia. Let's do football real quick. Talking about some players, most important, most valuable, best. However you want to split it. I don't know how you wanted to split it, but um, you know, I'll, you know, we can kind of see how we went with this. Because I, I, I mean, with basketball this season, I think it, it's definitely different in basketball than it is football, uh, as far as that goes. But your best player is not always your, your most valuable. Um, not always your most important. Uh, so I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly how you went about ranking. The, these guys and, and where I kind of went stand. most important to like have a good spring. Okay. That's yeah, kind of if you, if you do this too. in a different way. Okay. And kind um, of not, not necessarily just important for them. I think very, very important for like Josh Heupel. Like I think he's got to yeah. find ways to get these guys to have a good spring. I agree. Um, so I'll go first if you want me to. Um, good. We're doing offense, okay. offense, defense. We're just going all I'm around. Just, I'm or... just going down. The The first three guys I have are, are veteran guys. The last okay. um, two are, are sophomores. Okay. Um, so the, the first one I have is Roman Harrison. I, I, I think mm-hmm. to have a edge rusher um, mm-hmm. is, you know, it, you have to have it in, yeah. you know, today's defense. You have to have a, a good edge, edge rusher. Um, you know, it's extremely important for, for your defense and Tennessee doesn't really have a ton of experience. Um, Roman Harrison just had two sacks last year. I think he had seven tackles, um, three, three tackles for loss. And, uh, you know, that was ranked third on the team. Um, so you're, you're going to need some more production from him, but I think he's going to have to, you know, he's going to have to be a starter. And I think he was a, a raw talent when he came in here. I think he played defensive tackle, if I'm not – or nose guard when he was in uh, in high school at Bainbridge, I think, in, in Georgia. But I, I think he's, you know, returning, being a, an edge rusher, I think he has the most upside. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- that's why he's probably my most important to have a really good spring. Okay. 
Yeah, I like that to start. Um, yeah, as far as edge rushers goes. Um, so I'll kind of turn that over to uh, – I'll go a little bit different direction on the defensive side of the ball, uh, and that's Alante Taylor, um, a guy that's already been – I mean, the last two years or last year, I guess, and then this year uh, has been pegged as a leader on this team. So that's – you know, the leadership aspect is obviously going to be really, really important for the 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 defense for the, this team that um, – it's clear that there were some, at least from Josh Heupel's perspective and the staff's perspective, some leadership issues and some um, team, just I guess, cohesiveness issues. Because it's clear they focused on that in the winter. Uh, so it's going to be important to have a leader. But then you just you're going to need someone to step up in that secondary. And I know it's hard to be. You know, I think when you talk about trying to be super impactful, um, it's much easier to be impactful in mob eyes from the safety position because you can do it. A number of things, or it's easier to do a number of things um, as far as run support, as well as, you know, help, you know, being really, really effective in the pass game. Um, you know, defensive backs, you can't always, or excuse me, corners, you, you can't always equate what they do in the run game and support. Um, a lot of times they're just holding the edge. They're not making the tackles. They're not. Um, so maybe statistically it's hard to equate that all the time, but I think it's going to be really, really important to have Alante Taylor uh, have a really good year and, um, I think he got better in run support, but you know, there's still some maybe uh, maybe the game hadn't slowed down for him yet in the past game. Uh, so it's definitely, I mean, there's still improvement in both areas, but I, I think you're they're going to need somebody in the secondary to not only be uh, really really good, but also be a leader. And I think he's already that. At least the team mm-hmm. seems to agree that he's already that. So it's going to be important for him to have a big spring going into his senior year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my next one is Darnell Wright. Um, and that's a guy who has a ton of experience, ton of SEC experience already in his two years. Um, he is one of the few returners on that offensive line. I think it, this new offense isn't really maybe suited for him right now. Um, but that's why I think it's important for him to have a really good spring, get conditioned, be able to be out on the field, you know, don't go one drive and, you know, have to tap out. Right, and I I want to see him in the you know taking the majority of the snaps, and uh, you know I think he's going to have to maybe lose a little bit of weight, or if not, he's going to have to be extremely conditioned, and uh, you know I I think that's important for this offense to have some of those returning offensive linemen like Cade Mays and Darnell Wright. Um, I, I just think he's going to need a little bit more, maybe get a little a little bit more in shape, right, uh, this spring. To, to be prepared to run this offense. Yeah, no, I, you mentioned being in shape. Definitely a lot of offensive uh, linemen that are uh, been maybe recruited for a different uh, pace of play. We'll definitely have to see uh, see them uh, change their body types, change their styles as well. Um, I'll, I'll stay on the defensive side of the ball, and I'll go with another pass rusher that I think, you know, he was young, saw, you know, some playing time, um, and it's going to be nice that they can get a big, big boost from him, and that's Tyler Barron. Uh, I think he's got the, um, you know, the the body for it, the, um, you know, just the natural ability. Can Tim Banks and um, Ronnie Garner get more out of him? That That's going to be big for this staff. You mentioned an edge rusher. I would peg Roman Harrison as my, you know, probably going to be my number one this year. But um, that, you know, I think Tyler Barron could be effective as well, and they're going to need to find ways to use him. Yeah. Um, and, and he's been kind of pegged as a leader this offseason, so I'm interested to kind of see his role in that as well. Um, Jeremy Banks is my next one. You know, I think he loses a ton 
And Krause looks like he's gone. Henry Toto doesn't look like he's going to return. So it's, um, you know, the Jeremy Banks show at linebacker. And, and I think it's kind of his job to, to lose. And, but, but I, I think he's going to end up at linebacker. I don't think he's going to switch over to running back again. I think that's probably where he's best suited as linebacker, especially with, especially with the, the people you have returning. So, uh, yeah, Jeremy Banks would be my, my next one to have a really good spring. And, uh, you know, hopefully he's able to take on that leadership role as well. Right. Uh, let me flip to the offensive side of the ball. I like Jeremy Banks, too, just because there's a lot of questions at linebacker, and he's probably some of the most experienced you'd have that's definitely returning. Um, so I do like Jeremy Banks. But I'll go to the offensive side of the ball, and I've got, I'll have got i double up here because I'm going to be honest. I don't know which name to use. Uh, I'll say that. But um, – I do know that this is going to be a big position. You're going to need to get a lot of out in the spring, and that's running back. Uh, we talk about that there's talent there. There's talent all over the offensive side of the ball, uh, but I really don't know what name to go with. I've got the two I'm going to throw out there that you need something from this spring is Jabari Smalls and Tyon Evans. Um, with Heupel's offense, I think Tyon Evans will be fine. Jabari Small, could that change You know how he's going to have to play? I, I don't know, um, but I think you're, Jabari Small is probably – is he the most – does he have the most experience of any running back left? Is yep. that right? That's mm-hmm. what I was thinking. Um, I didn't – without any research, that's what I was thinking. Uh, and then, obviously, Tyon Evans being the number one Juco back uh, coming in. I think you've got to find a way to get one of those guys ready, losing your, your not only your number one production, but also your number two with Ty Chandler uh, and Eric Gray both leaving this offseason. Um, it's it's going to be uh, – that's a, that's a position I think you have talent at, but you're going to have to find production. Mm-hmm. Chris, um, uh, Chris that said he missed the original question. We're talking about important uh, players on this Tennessee football st- team that the staff's going to need to see um, drastic improvement or find ways to use them th- this this spring. Right. Uh, my next one is going to be uh, Amari Thomas on the defensive line. I, I just think he flashed a lot last year. Um, I, I want to see you know a regular off season and uh, hopefully Tim Banks and you know, Rodney Garner is able to get the most out of him. And because uh, I, I think he's a different – he's a chance to be the most talented defensive lineman I think we have. Um, you know, on paper he probably is. But, you know, you, you want to see that production, want to see a full off season as well. So, uh, yeah, Mari Thomas will be my next one. Okay. Um, I've got I've got one more. And, again, kind of going position-based. Um, I think there's a lot of options. Uh, and that's quarterback. Uh, after last, after this offseason, or excuse me, this previous season, there's not a quarterback on the roster. I can tell you confidently, like, hey, come in here, like Josh Heupel, that needs to be his guy. Figure out how to make it work for him and go. Um, I thought Harrison Bailey played good at times, um, you know, but I, I couldn't confidently say he's the quarterback of the future. I, I couldn't. Um, you know, I think with uh, Caden Salter coming in, obviously a ton of talent. Um, and then uh, Hendon Hooker coming in, you know, obviously a guy with Division One. Uh, experience at the at the ACC um, again a lot of talent but I, I can't confidently say he's your guy this year so mm-hmm. you got to find that leader find that quarterback this offseason whoever it is and a find a way to make it work I don't know which one but I do feel like you have several good options I'll say that um, so that is kind of I guess like the silver lining of maybe not knowing um, and then I'll, I'll, I'll my last ones I'll mention it real quick because Chris uh, said D Beckwith I assume about running backs I want to see if D Beckwith maybe finds a way back at tight end um, in this offense where uh, tight ends are not going to block a ton, mm-hmm. you're just uh, maybe a hidden, hidden wide receiver, if you will. <laughs> yeah, play mismatch. Exactly. 
Uh, my next one is Danico Slaughter. He, he's a guy that got the first start against South Carolina, and then you didn't really see him the rest of the year. Willie Martinez is, is familiar because he recruited Danico Slaughter at UCF. And uh, so I'm interested to see kind of where it, his development's at. You know, he, he's a he's a guy that loves to hit. Um, you've seen that in his high school highlight tape. So I'm, I'm interested to see kind of where he's at as well. And, uh, you know, I, I think the defensive back room is kind of wide open. You know, there was no one, you know, last season besides maybe Bryce Thompson that I was like, yeah, they're a, their spot is probably safe. And, and yeah. he's, you know, moving on to the draft. So I don't think anybody's safe in that defensive backfield. Rutgers just lost. Well, it's not over yet, but they lost. That was a terrible offense possession. Dude turned the ball over in the uh, final 15 seconds and didn't even run the guy down. Um, that was pretty embarrassing. I won't lie. <laughs> that was pretty embarrassing. They Hey, they're going to cover, though. That's the good news. They're going to cover. So I just put – I just threw $5 on it to win some money. Uh, I'm sorry. I hate that. Um, I hate that. Do you have any more guys you want to talk about this Tennessee – uh, this Tennessee spring roster. No, I'm so done with this. Oh my god! <laughs> Any guys coming in that uh, that you'd? Uh... Dang, I didn't even realize I had Rutgers winning in my bracket too. I just realized, like I just saw that. Uh, golly, what a terrible offense! Like, what a terrible turnover! How do you lose that game? Oh, that was a terrible offensive possession too. Golly. Rutgers should have hired I mean, Greg Schiano. If Tennessee had hired Greg Schiano, I mean they were. Uh, but instead, they hired Jeremy Pruitt. They had fifty-eight points with four eleven left, and oh. did and scored one basket. Yep. in four minutes. Yikes! What a way to lose it. Gosh, Schiano! <laughs> My God, what a moron! <laughs> I'm a moron for picking them. Jesus. Uh, April 24th spring game. It's coming up, dude. Hey, it's almost I'm, April. No, this I'm done. Up. I hate sports so much. I hate them. I freaking hate them. Well, let's get excited then. Let's go to baseballs. Let's talk about some good stuff. Baseballs, yes. Please. You good? I just lost you. I don't know if you got unplugged on me or what. Maybe they can hear you. I can't hear you, though. You there? I don't know what happened. Maybe it's me. Not sure. I'll try to run it. Maybe you talk at the same time. Oh, maybe. I got you now. Oh, no, I can hear something, though. Um, The mic come unplugged. Landon's got the victory hat on, so we're good. That's the good news. Uh, let's see if we can get him back in here. Maybe check your, uh, check your settings there. Um, oh, talk now, Landon. I might hear you. Now? Yep. Look at him. Victory hat on. Victory hat on. Ball's got the uh ball's got the series win in Athens this weekend. Uh Friday night. They want to I'll run through the scores real quick. I know you want to talk about games individually here. Um we'll talk about real quick. Georgia on Friday won eleven to six, got the bats going. Um Saturday, tough walk-off uh win or tough walk-off loss, excuse me. Georgia with the walk-off win, four to five there, and then today. Uh, good pitching, good outing from uh, Blake Tidwell. Four to uh, Vols win four to one to get the series win. Yeah, just a huge series win. It's their first SEC series win since 2019, um, and I think the first opening 
SEC series win since 2014. <laughs> Did you just cherry pick that? What? What? They didn't play an SEC series in 2020. I know. It's like I was listening to Blake Griffin. And he, you know, everyone says he hadn't dunked in like 400 days, but he only played 19 games in 2020. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to throw it out there. It's, it's been a while. Um, but yeah, they, they had a, a really good series, had a missed opportunity on Saturday to kind of finish that sweep. Um, you know, had two chances to get two quick outs in the bottom of the ninth, weren't able to do that, end up giving up a, a walk-off single to score two runs. Um, but Jake Rucker had himself a, a heck of a series, opened the Friday day up, with, or Liam Spence actually opened the night with a home run to lead off the game. And uh, he was 6 for 14 in the series with four RBIs. Uh, all four of those were in um, Friday night's game. Jake Rucker had five RBIs on Friday night, including a grand slam. And uh, he also had a two-run shot on Saturday. And then just had some good, like you mentioned, good pitching performances. Chad mm-hmm. Dallas pitched well on um, on Friday. Will Heflin pitched, I think, three in a, um, a third inning. And, and he pitched pretty well. Blake Tidwell shoved it today, and uh, I think he had six strikeouts and seven innings, um, only giving up four hits. So, yeah, he he just pretty much dominated. I mean, I think he's going to be the real deal because he's he's blowing fastballs by people going 97 miles an hour. He's got breaking balls that are making hitters look foolish. Um, So, they they just got a good good kind of group in that pitching staff. I'm interested to see kind of – how and I, and I mentioned this on our, our new show that we talk about strictly just Tennessee baseball on the bat flip, and um, you know I'm I'm interested interested to see kind of where the roles are right now because mm-hmm. um, you know I, I feel like the the non conference is to kind of set your up set yourself up see what you got for right. conference play, and uh, so it looks like Sean Hunley, Kirby Cannell, Redmond Walsh, those are going to be your guys in the pen. And uh, it looks like your starters are, for now, are, are going to be Heflin, um, uh, Tidwell, and, and Dallas. You know, who knows when they get Jackson Leith, Jason Rackers back. Uh, McLaughlin has, has pitched well at times. Um, Connor Housley has also pitched well. So that, they have a ton of options in in, um, in that pitching rotation. But uh, got, got a good weekend under their belt this weekend. Um, got the bats going. I, I think one thing that I would just like kind of nitpicking, you won the series in conference play, so I'm right. not going to dwell on it a ton. But, um, you know, when, when the bases are loaded, you got two guys on, you got to find a way to get runners in. I feel like there's too many guys left on bases at times. Right. And, you know, that could end up costing you games, and, and it did on Saturday. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit when we and you talking about the game on Saturday, definitely got to figure out a way to, to get that out. I'd say one really, really positive, and maybe um, maybe it's still too early to tell. It's your first SEC series, and, and you know, I know you've gotten a couple of other series out of the way, but, uh, you know, maybe handled a little bit different. But uh, do you find your Sunday starter? Like, for sure? Because I know it maybe wasn't 100% sure yet. Um, Patience, I, maybe? I, 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 don't, I don't know how they're, how they're doing it. Like, because Tidwell pitched today. I mean, he's obviously going to be a starter. So, I don't know yeah. if they're going to pitch him on Saturday or Sunday. Um, you know, maybe they just try to do it matchup-wise to, to see 
try to get the best matchup in there. Mm-hmm. But I think Will Heflin has pitched, you know, he's actually kind of surprised me. He's he's actually pitched pretty well. And uh, it looks like they're going to just use guys, you know, for that Saturday or Sunday game. They're just going to use a couple guys to to get them through it. And, uh, you know, with, with your starters, you just want to have them to give you a chance to win it at the end. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Will Heflin and, and Mark McLaughlin did that. You know, Tennessee was just not able to get enough runs that day. Right, right. Um, so they they uh, host Eastern Kentucky on Tuesday. I think that's at six thirty, and then uh, face number nineteen LSU this weekend um, at home. It's gonna be nice. Yeah, that's gonna be yeah. a that, that's an exciting series. Because uh, you haven't had LSU. a home series since two thousand nineteen <clears throat> as well. Right, um, <laughs> <laughs> a home SEC series. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't try yeah. it too much. Yeah. Uh, no, that that is going to be. I mean, you bring in a really, really talented LSU team, um, so that's going to be a lot. Of, I mean, that's going to be a fun game. Uh, you know, Lynch, I expect the uh, the legends of Lindsey uh, to have a to have a big big outing next week for all weekend. I expect it. Yeah, pack the porch. Yeah, hopefully it's going to be nice. You know, it seems like every time Tennessee plays at home, it's like cold or rainy. So I haven't checked the weather. Let's see. I mean, it in it, it is Knoxville, so that weather could change at any moment. Um, but it looks like uh, looks like it could be a good weekend on Rocky Top. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see. To be determined. I'm gonna get into our segments. Yeah, let's jump into them. most important of the week. What you got? Most important. I'm gonna go Kelly Harper getting the win today. Okay. Um, but also being um, leading four teams to the NCAA tournament. It's got to be like a it. world record, right? It is a world record. You're absolutely right. First, nice. first coach to first women's coach, I believe. Uh, I don't know if it's first coach overall to lead four different teams uh, to the NCAA tournament. And I feel like she's kind of young, right? Like she isn't. Uh, I don't know, like where she would rank as far as like median age of uh, coaches, but I mean, yeah, I would, I would say she's on the younger side. Yeah, that I watch my words, I guess. But. <laughs> she she seems like a, a younger kind of more energetic coach. Um, definitely, this is her dream job. Um, I, I hope she like has. I hope she works out. Like, I mean, obviously, to say hope she wins like past summit. That's an absurd expectation to put on somebody. Um, but I hope she does obviously really well at Tennessee. I hope she wins games because I love that her personality. It's very clear that her coaching was molded by Pat Summit because she has the exact same mannerisms. She's got a really, really good Pat stare down on her. I'm not, I'm not going to put it past Summit level because, I mean, that's just tough for anybody to do. But she's got a really good Pat Summit stare down. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it is. It's funny it makes to see you nervous. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, so I'm, I'm rooting for her to do well. Um, my first one is uh, – I've got a couple here. You mentioned Abilene Christian. That was, first off, it cracks me up um, because, you know, everyone's like Texas made the right – about Rick Barnes, just like the situation going on at Tennessee. It's like it's tough to win in March, and Texas hadn't won anything significant since Rick Barnes has been gone anyways. So, I don't know. It's just all funny. But Abilene Christian, did they end up tearing down the goalposts? Because it looks like they were going to try to. I didn't see that. Oh, you didn't see that celebration? Mm-mm. So their their students watched the game in their football stadium, or maybe in a high school football stadium, because it wasn't big. <laughs> but like it might have been an Allen Stadium. 
Um, <laughs> I don't know where Abilene Christian is, full disclosure. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was electric. They were they were on, I guess it was on the Jumbotron, and they were guys on the field goal post, clearly maybe with the thought of bringing it down. But a, electric celebration, electric. That's why we love March. Um, it's like west of Dallas and Fort Worth. Okay. I don't know where Allen's at, so that doesn't do anything for me. Where Allen? Is that where they're High at? School? I have no oh, idea. I was, oh, I was just making the joke. Allen, Allen, Allen's, yeah, okay. Allen's football stadium is probably bigger than Abilene Christian's. That, that's all I'm saying. It probably is. Hey, someone equated it. I don't know who it was on Twitter to Tennessee losing to Johnson. Um, Johnson won the National Christian College Division Two National Championship. So shout out to Johnson University. Um, they're now the Royals, but Mouthful. yeah, uh, they're now the Royals. But I want to. I'm a big preacher guy, um, mm-hmm. so I'm going to go with the Johnson University preachers. I don't think they ever should have changed our mascot personally. So yeah, be the preachers. Roll with it. <laughs> preachers and preachettes. Yeah, love it. Um, my next one is it's Tennessee. I'm throwing shade. I got wait, to. Wait, wait, wait. Most important or fail? Fail. Oh, we're jumping to fails. Uh, I don't have any more most important. Okay, okay. Let me get let me get this one. Um, okay, Abilene, go going back to Abilene Christian real quick. Paul Heipler. I don't know if that's how you say his name, but I think it's how you got to pronounce it from now on. Minutes played zero. Bench hype infinity. Did you see him on the bench? He was electric. Yes. I don't know if Heipler is this, how you say his last name, but I think he gets the term hype in the. I think you got to. He's a I hype mean, man. All time yeah, hype man. If if there's a like tournament like best teammate team you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah i got you yeah like he's got to be on there urosh has to be on there yeah i agree we should do that we should make a best team best all all tournament team what well, what all, all tournament team all tournament best teammate team all, all tournament teammate team, team all tournament team. teammate team so just the best teammate Preferably a guy that doesn't play at all. That makes it better for me. But Urosh gets a pass because he just started playing in the tournament. Rick Barnes <laughs> tried to disqualify him from that. It's disrespectful, Rick. Uh, yeah, I've, got, come on. I've, I've got one more. Uh, Iowa wrestler. Oh, God, what's his name? Oh, uh, Spencer this. Lee. Spencer Lee. Won a national championship with zero ACLs, which is pretty impressive because a lot of people have never won a national championship with two ACLs. Do we have more than two? I think just two. I don't know anything about ACLs other than people tear them. That's all I know. Yeah. I mean, I think they're in the knee. That's yeah, where it is. seems yeah. like everybody has a wound from when they get surgery done. Yeah, anytime uh, they're holding their knee, it's like ACL gone. <laughs> yeah, that was it's it. That's all, his ACL is no longer there. Yeah. It, it, that's why I feel like it, they disappear. People are like, yeah, his ACL is gone. I'm like, is that how that works? Just leaves your body? <laughs> yeah, I feel like it tears. It should still be there. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I don't have any ACLs. So yeah, like, no, did you get them removed? <laughs> no <Why>? ACLs. <laughs> he didn't want to tear it, so he just took it out. Addressing a problem before it comes. But, dude, that's – I mean, I've never torn ACL. I mean, obviously, because I just made the joke about it, I don't know where it's at. Um, I've never torn my ACL. I've been thankful enough to never have, like, through all of my, like, sports playing career, and I didn't have a long career or anything, but I did play in sports. Um, thankfully, never any serious injuries. But, I mean, like, when I've had, like, sprained ankles, I don't want to play. I can't imagine, like, pretty much not having a knee. <laughs> like, you think and he then, was just that confident? He's like, I'll tear these bad boys and still win. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, what did he say? 
He was he's like, like excuses are for wusses. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I didn't tell anybody because excuses are for wusses. I do love that though. I mean, because if you tell somebody, yeah, it just sounds like you're complaining. So I like I like it. I like the I like the approach to it. I like that he did win. Also, here's the thing though, is if you lose, you can't then retroactively tell people you tore your ACL. You you only get to say that on the winner's podium. Right. That's it. Yeah, you can't use an age. As an excuse, because they're for wusses. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Excuses are for wusses. David Shank said, wrestlers are the toughest humans on the planet. I'm going to be honest. I, I That's the only wrestler I've, I've like really – well, I've seen that dude with one leg. But, hot take, the dude with one leg, I'm not saying it's easy because he has one leg. But he does have – Does he two, have an ACL? One. Um, <laughs> I just – here's my hot take. Shouldn't he be the strongest person in his weight class? He's missing a third of his body. <laughs> right? I guess you can look at it to an advantage. It's, no, no. That's not what I said. That's not what I said. Because he's got one leg. That's got to be insane. Like, I mean. To just... hey, it's not fair. He's got one leg. He's bigger than me. <laughs> Come on, Caleb. You know excuses are for wusses. Oh, I just, I love that. No, I'm. I, I can't remember who brought that up when he was because he is that the Minnesota wrestler is that where he was at? Yeah, yeah. He he won like two national championships, didn't he? It's like he won a lot. I thought he didn't have any legs. No, he had, he had one. Okay, he had one, one leg. He had one more ACL than that. <laughs> than Spencer Lee. <laughs> yeah. That no, that's incredibly uh, in, 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 freaking incredible. Um, so he just had to outdo that guy. He's like, how do I outdo a guy with one leg? Yes. He's like, I, w- I want to get on TV. He's like, I don't necessarily want to cut my legs off, but I'll just cut my ACLs we'll out. We'll just go no ACLs. Just yeah. get him. He's like, Doc, remove them. He's like, you got a match tomorrow. Get out. <laughs> it's a national championship match. Done. Take it out. I don't He's want like ordering his, uh, <laughs> It's like ordering at a restaurant. He's like, um, yeah, I'll take this. Uh, no ACLs, please. Yeah. No tomatoes. We're good. <laughs> no tomatoes. What's your fail? Tennessee. Throwing shade at them. The SEC will have four teams in the round of 32 for the fourth straight tournament. Tennessee's not, not one of them. Not Tennessee. Not Tennessee. And it's, you know, two teams. Tennessee beat two of those teams. And should have beat Alabama. Right. Mm. Makes me want to throw up. God, you just put me in a bad mood again. What the heck, man? Sorry. It's okay. I would have been in a bad I mean, watching these games, I'm going to get sad. It's, I'm bound to get sad eventually. So, it's okay. Uh, I thought I had – I mean, I don't want to, like, joke about this. I mean, we try to joke around fail. But, dude, all the people that tweet at any athletes, at any, like, at any body, that is, like, death threats and stuff. You know, the Ohio State, it became real popular. And Jared Garantano tweeted. He was like – this is normal, bro. Pray through it and keep moving forward. Like, I hope – I know he's not. I hope he's exaggerating. Like, that shouldn't be a normal thing for any human being ever to get death threats because they didn't perform to your expectations. Right. Like, if I go to a restaurant and the meal sucks, I don't get to give the the chef or the waiter death threats. Like, that's not how that works. It's not how it works in anything. So. So you don't do that. Well, this one time, I'm just kidding. Um, 
yeah, no, it's just, I hate it. And I hate that there's people out there that are like, you know, they don't necessarily try to justify the death threat thing, but they're like, I mean, we pay good money. They should, you know, they should play better. But no, like, that's not how that works. You don't pay, like, listen, I'm someone who is like, I have spent a ton of my time, a ton of my money cheering on Tennessee sports. But I also know that there is no expectation of them performing how I want them to perform. So, like, I mean, right, isn't that how, like, pretty much any, like, most, like, that, most of that, were, I don't know. It's just, it, quit, first off, quit tweeting at athletes or DMing athletes. Why are you even doing that? Yeah, then, like, have you not taken enough flack for that? Yeah, and then no death threats. Like, I, and I wish these athletes would, like, straight up out, which I know a lot of them come from burners. I know they do. But just... Maybe do, that's what we need to figure out. We need to figure out how to create a Twitter function where it's like, you know, because you have to put your phone number, right, with to make a Twitter account or an email address. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, we want the we want the email address and phone number information if there's death threats. Oh, no, get the IP address. Yeah, Let's knock it. on some doors. Well, apparently the Columbus Police Department is investigating it. So. Oh, nice. Good. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Any other fails? Sorry, I didn't mean to get all serious. I just hate that stuff, dude. It I do me. have a fail of the year. Oh, wow. Atlanta, it is March. Yeah, fell the year. <laughs> Kylie Jenner, did you hear about this? I don't think so. So apparently her uh, makeup artist has to have like emergency surgery after they had an accident. And um, she made a GoFundMe page for $60,000. Isn't she like to- a billionaire? She's a freaking billionaire. She's like, oh yeah, my, you know, my friends are really hurt, and you know, th- they do all this work on my face to make me look good for Instagram. But you know, can y'all just throw some money her way? Yeah, like, according what kind of shitty uh, ass friend is that? According to Forbes, she's worth nine hundred million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I think she's like one of the youngest billionaires like ever. Well, technically, she's not a billionaire, but yeah, no, I, yeah, no, yeah, she's ridiculously wealthy. She can't, though. I mean, I know she's got butt implants, and I'm sure one cheek was over $60,000. I don't know how much butt implants are worth. You don't look that up? Sometimes. <laughs> I haven't done it in a while, and I know, you know, the rates change. I mean, that was, that's unbelievable. Hey, you know, I know I made like close to a billion dollars. But I think somebody like counted out. She makes like four hundred thousand dollars a day. Oh wow! Well, yeah. I mean, to be fair, that's only four hundred thousand dollars a day. I don't know how she could possibly spare sixty thousand. <laughs> right. Chris said she donated five thousand. Which let's just do percentage. Like, what? Hold on a second. That's let's... it. Oh my god! Not even, I can't even type nine hundred million dollars in my calculator. That's how much I money lo- that is. I love the somebody. Somebody tweeted it, and it was just like. It was her, like, when she wasn't that pretty. <laughs> it was like, her, uh, she owes the makeup artist her life. <laughs> Wait, Kylie Jenner was like, there was a time in her life she wasn't pretty? No, she wasn't. Really? Oh, which Jenner? I'm not thinking of the right Jenner, am I? There's one Jenner that's, like, gorgeous, isn't there? No, it's the oldest Kardashian that's, like, was pretty before they were, like, who they are. I'll see if I can pull up a picture real quick. I'm trying. So Chris said she donated five 
thousand dollars. So hold on one second if I can get this tucked out. God, it's less than like that's a ridiculous percentage of her five thousand dollars. Does she even? I'm I'm impressed she even knows like where to get anything under like ten grand. Like I like she's like oh I have to go to an, a bank to get that money out. It just so seems nuts to me. Can you see this? Is it too light? Uh, yeah, I'm not able to see it. I'm sorry. What is, is it, Kylie? Just send it to me. Okay. Um, David Shank said, what if a requirement for negative social media comments on athletes was one year of on-camera documentary of the person's job with viewer tweets on performance? With job with Yeah, no, we should be able to look at what that guy does at his job because I guarantee you it's terrible. Um, yeah, it's it's incredibly stupid. I, I, I hate I hate that crap. Um, but I, here's what I'll say. I, I'm, not, I'm not advocating for death threats. Um, but everyone should let Kylie Jenner know in a, in a, you know, human way that she should be donating more than $500,000 or 5,000, excuse me, to somebody that works for you that got in a serious car accident when you're worth over 900 million. I mean, 400,000, like you've made 5,000 in under an hour. She's made $5,000 while we're talking. Yeah. Like the, the little conversation we just had. It's so dumb. About her. So I'm not saying, you know, don't be mean. Just maybe mention, hey, you know, good employers <laughs> would do that. I mean, not good employers because that's rare. But like, you know, obviously they're close. Like this isn't like an employer you've never met. And we can get into how terrible corporate America is in general later. But <laughs> <laughs> but for someone that like, it, I mean, literally is with you every single day. Hours on end. You can, you can like spare it's, some it's, time for them. It's like a big surgery. It, it's not like... So they get in a car accident? What happened? I didn't even hear about this. Yeah, I think it was a car accident. Was I, Kyle, I, only, I only heard about this an hour before we started the show, and I was like, nice. send me that because that is... <laughs> That's <nice."> rich. <laughs> That's good. Apparently, she took it off her Instagram because she took so much... Oh, see, it worked. Life. Now, there were probably people being incredibly rude to her, so I feel bad for that. Again, no one no one deserves death threats there. Florida's down by three with 17 seconds left. Oh, what channel is it on? True TV. God dang it. I don't even know like how to I don't know how to navigate this. I just got a YouTube TV. I don't know any of this. This is stupid, but I want to try to find the end of this game. Big War Roberts guy. Yeah. I'm not gonna be able to find it. B. Is it oh it's oh it's alphabetical on here. That's I'll win dumb. quite a bit of money if they win. That's dumb. Do a, do a search, Chris. Chris, quit giving me logical things to do. That's that's dumb. I want to complain. <laughs> Let me complain. There it is. But that's all I got for fails. Fail the year. That, that's Yeah, that, that was all my fails. Guys, appreciate y'all listening. Appreciate y'all hanging out as always. Uh, we will see you back here on Wednesday. I'm going to talk some more March Madness. Um, Landon will probably have some some bad beats for you. Can't wait for those. Oral Roberts is up three with 16.3. So I'm getting off here to cheer on a Florida loss. You guys have a great week. Go Vols. Florida sucks. We're bringing the boat in and we out. Oh, oh, oh. oh don't oh. go out.